Yo, what is going on, y'all? Today we got a special episode here on the AIM podcast. We got my man Luke Shankula coming on. Luke's an amazing individual. He owns a business, a podcast called Loans on Demand. He helps loan officers close threes or more loans per month. Luke's an amazing individual. Today we jam on it, but what's different about building that brand and really talking about it? Yes, we asked Luke about the pitfalls, the turns where he had to learn from on the go and be able to figure out, hey, how do I get to the next level? But what we touch upon, which I love, is we talk about being a dad. Luke is very descriptive at letting people know, hey, this is what it's like being a dad, uh, going to be dad on duty, or always being there involved and being present with his family. So we talk about building the brand, but we also talk about building that foundation at home so you guys can be able to lead your family for success for generations. You guys are going to love this. Let's get it. Sure, why they act like tools can't win at the same time? It's more than just sales and scaling your business with me and mine. When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving. There's always room for improvement. You got the juice, you gotta prove it. Don't talk about it, just do it. That's what we like to call out for influence. Really ain't no telling what we could do it. Just a little bit of out for influence. Made it to the top floor from the sewage with a little help from out for influence. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I can't thank you enough uh, just for being a part of my journey. Podcasting has been amazing to me. Uh, really diving into it, you know, quitting my job, going all in on the business, taking care of my daughter as a stay-at-home dad. While I run the business, two podcasts has been ultimately rewarding. And that's where we created Alpha Influence Media to be able to help other entrepreneurs who may be going through the same scenario where they're dialing in all in their business. You know, they're working on getting on shows. They're working on uh, dialing into content. We do video edits. So we chop up that whole podcast interview on video and we make it into uh, clips you can be able to share on social media. So if you're looking to get that done, email me at alundis at alphainfluencemedia.com. I'll be able to set you up right, get you connected to a program that works exactly for you, that is suitable to your needs and works on making your podcast look the best for sharing it and gaining more people to be able to listen to your amazing message. Thank you for being a part of the journey, guys. I honor you. Last thing before we get this podcast going today, uh, I just want to hop on here and say thank you guys for tuning in today. I need you to do me a favor though. Leave a five-star rating and review. That way we can keep this podcast going. More people can listen to it. We can make an impact. Be able to talk about the winner's paradigm and teaching people you can win no matter what walk of life you come from or what's going on in your life. Uh, you can come out over the top. So that's going to be the first one, uh, five-star rating and review. Second thing I'm going to need you to do, uh, go to myfitlife.net. If you're looking to get any CBD, uh, really help heal your body as I've been doing for my own, go in there, type TWV20. It's 20% off everything. It's really an amazing deal. They have amazing uh, prices, but more importantly, the products actually work. You know, those uh, topicals I'm putting on before I'm going uh, to work out or even when I get up in the morning and I'm aching. So something to keep in mind. And then the last thing I wanted to say, go to thewinnersparadigm.com and subscribe. There you're going to be able to get onto our newsletter. You're going to be able to hear me uh, talking more to you, uh, letting you know whatever's going on. That way when we run into the future, you're going to know everything about the live events that are currently happening. Kind of a little bit about me, um, you know, when I have some time, right? Absolutely, brother, because we know you're busy and you're always doing something, brother. <laughs> 
Oh man, I'm telling you, man, with uh, this this weekend actually coming up here, we have uh, my daughter has two soccer games, so one on Saturday, one on Sunday. My son mm-hmm. has a baseball game and a soccer game, so we have we're going to two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. So that's that's the life of a of a dad and uh, you know sports kids, right? There, there you go, brother. And yeah, we'll touch on, let's touch on that first. Let's talk about family real quick because that's one thing that really appeals to me um, with you and doing it and going to your, your uh, I believe it was your daughter's school, right? And you went out and you want to go help one day for yeah. it was like a dad's day and you're helping out there. Like th- those are significant things that they're going to remember forever. So in your case, with all these things going on, when you got the business and you're working on this, working on the podcast, What's kind of some things that you're doing that's allowing you to be present in the moment with the family, but then also make sure that you have the time for yourself so you can still dominate in life and business. Yeah, man. I mean, so it's the whole reason I got into business in the first place was really to have flexibility to have, I mean, everybody talks about freedom, time, location, monetary freedom, but really that that's what I wanted out of it. It was interesting because you know, early on, I got very sucked into, you know, working a lot of hours. And, you know, there was one point, I think it was January of 2020, somewhere around there. I can't remember the exact date, but I remember saying something like, oh yeah, babe, I'm building this for you. I'm building this for you. Like, I'm just like saying, oh, I'm doing this for, for the family. She's like, you haven't even been around. Like, 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 yeah, you're here, but you're not really here. Like, and so that really kind of hit me in the gut and made me kind of realize like, okay, like what are my priorities? If I keep saying like, Hey, I'm building this business for my family. I'm doing this for my family. And yet I'm neglecting them. I'm not present. Um, what's the point, right? What's the point? Like to build this all and to lose the thing that I care about the most, like it, it didn't make any sense. And you see that all the time in this industry, uh, in entrepreneurship, I guess not an in industry, but in entrepreneurship is like, people get so sucked into the grind of like working all these hours. Um, and, and obviously you have to do that. There's, there's times, there's times where you do have to put the grind in and, and you have a conversation with your spouse and your family, just let them know, Hey, this is a grind period. Uh, but also understanding that there's, there's a, you have to take breaks. You have to, uh, you just really have to understand what is it that you're doing and what you're trying to do it for. Uh, and a lot of times we get caught up in trying to build the business that everybody tells us we should have. Uh, or we think is the business that we should have, but really we'd never sit down and think, what do I actually want? Right. Man, I love the way you said that, brother. And I can resonate with that, you know, working 60 to 80 hours um, before, you know, I started the business and then it was, Mm -hmm. you know, diving into the business and in one of those, you know, where wife wants to watch Netflix and that's her spending quality time because that's her love language. And then me where I'm like, I got to be doing the next thing. So I got my laptop pulled up while watching Netflix. So it's like, I'm there, but I'm not there because I'm working on the next thing. And, and, yeah. and in my head, I'm being productive, but I'm not being productive because I'm neglecting the wife that's sitting there. So I love the way that yep. you said that. Cause definitely, you know, uh, like we talked about before when I was working on my mortgage brokerage, uh, license back then trying to be an LO. It was one of those for me where it was like trying to go to school, do that, have the family. At the time I had way too much on my plate. So that's why Mm. certain things weren't working out. Um, But it was one where I was like, Hey, you know, I got to realize these things, take care of the family so I can be able to uh, make it for my business and for my family. Um, So love the way you mentioned that brother. You mentioned that uh, you have a marketing company and you help out primarily with loan officers. You worked Mm -hmm. with other uh, industries, but focused with the loan officers. So 
what kind of is that process like, brother? I've seen some of your ads that are killer on Facebook and um, you're really appealing to helping them close more deals. So mm -hmm. what's that process been like where you've been able to help the LOs and then build and craft your own system that works phenomenally well and then having that podcast as the, you know, the second where you're channeling some of that knowledge, your expertise, and you're showing it to them um, on the free level. Yeah, man. I mean, so there's been a lot of learning lessons. Let's just say that uh, around this journey of entrepreneurship of starting a business, right? Like again, starting early on, I work with just about anybody who would give me money. Uh, you know what I mean? So you're just kind of desperate at the beginning and just learning. You're desperate for for a couple things, right? You're desperate for money but you're also desperate for knowledge, right? And so you're like, well, anybody who's willing to take a chance, I want to do whatever it takes to, to get them results, to understand what it, I mean, cause you know, you kind of need, you need to learn on the job, right? I, I think at least for myself, you know, I didn't have any formal foundation, any formal training. I didn't work for another agency or marketing, you know, company. I didn't have any sort of background uh, in this. And so I just, the, the only thing I had was, well, I bought some courses and then I just did the work. And so I, you know, it was a, it was a lot of learning on the job as we were kind of doing things. Uh, and so, again, I was working with with multiple different industries. We did a lot of health insurance uh, leads, uh, marketing for health insurance companies, uh, property and casualty insurance, real estate agents, uh, loan officers. Uh, those are the main industries. I did a little bit with e-com for like a brief period of time uh, with a buddy that was here local. And so, again, I just was testing different things. And one of the things I, I started to to learn was like, it's just really hard to kind of follow all these different trails. And how do you truly serve your clients at the highest level um, by, by serving all these different industries? And it's impossible, either it's impossible or you have to charge rates that are exorbitant, right? Like you have to, like exactly. if everything's custom for every single person, then you either have to charge crazy rates that no one wants to buy to pay or you know, you, you're not going to have time to grow. And so I basically learned uh, through that period of time that, hey, you don't need to focus on one industry. So 2019, I decided to focus on uh, the mortgage industry. I came out of the mortgage industry. So it kind of was already the the direction I was leaning on. Um, and I'd already had, you know, quite a bit of clients in that, in that niche, but I just kind of decided to go all in and not take on anybody else to not uh, split up my focus so we could really truly serve our clients at the highest level, right? We could learn inside and outside everything about what their business was, what their needs were, what their pain points were, all of the things about their business that they didn't like and we could support them in the ways to help them grow their business, right? Because most of the time, uh, most businesses, loan officers, real estate agents, really most small businesses have a very low understanding of systems, processes, scalability, automation, like all of these things that like from an internet marketing standpoint is like, that's a given. You have these are all things you have to learn because if you don't do those things, those automations and systems and things that you're never going to grow. And so, but so many companies just don't have those in place and realizing like how much, how many gaps we could fill by the knowledge we've had just just honestly just creating a business. Uh, but anyway, just going back to kind of loan officers, uh, there's a lot of lessons there as well, right? And again, learning on the job, right? So when I first started, I thought, hey, you know what? Just generate a lot of cheap leads. That's what they want, right? They just want more leads. Uh, realized pretty quickly that that was not yeah. that was not great. They didn't want that, right? And so sort sort of the evolution was like, okay, well, like how do we create better leads? So we started doing long form, and then it was like, well, we're talking about down payment assistance. We're talking about hundred percent, hundred percent financing, zero down. Okay, guess what? That's attracting people that can't really qualify to buy a home. 
right? So it's like, okay, shifting the way we advertise, shifting the way we wrote our ad copy, then realizing that loan officers didn't uh, really follow up. So creating a CRM process, realizing that loan officers didn't really know how to sell to a cold prospect. So training them on how to sell. So it was like really like every time that we would solve one problem, we'd learn that there's another bottleneck along the road. And so really that's what we comes comes down to is business owners uh, are ultimately problem solvers. And the more problems you can solve and the higher level problems you can solve, the more you can get paid, right? So just understanding that and understanding like, hey, where, how can we, how can we get ahead uh, and and basically predict the problems and bottlenecks that most businesses are going to have? And obviously when you're niched down, like we are, uh, you're able to predict that because you work with so many of them that they all kind of have similar bottlenecks. So being able to, to solve for those issues uh, creates a much higher level of success for our clients, right? I love the way you said that, brother, because I went through the same things uh, to where it was, you know, doing a couple of different things. And it was figuring out, you know, who we wanted to work with and kind of that, you know, and it being in alignment with it. So the good thing was, is like having the people like you that um, have everything niche down to where it's like, all right, this is specifically what we're doing. This is why we're doing it for that client and then tailoring it down there. And then when you get those clients that either don't fit the mold or they're all over the place, you know, and I'm like, Hey man, what kind of podcast are we getting you on? What kind of people are we going to try to get on yours? You know? And they're like, actually, I want to jump to all these different genres. You're like, I mean, you can, but you're never really going to, um, focus and actually, you know, create that message and funnel it back to you. If you can't just do the one thing, you know, or say, Hey, find me at my podcast, find me at my website. So it was something for me where it was like, each time we solve that problem or we put out the offer and then it's like, Hey, we should have said that we do ad campaigns uh, for podcasts. Cause then that's something that we can add as an extra service. You know, they have the production side and we're able to work with it. So it was something where it was like, you can't just take one thing away from the business. You got to keep adding certain things, revising it, you know, finding those bottlenecks. Then I realized, hey, you know, maybe my perception of what my avatar is is a little bit different because they have these certain things that they're taking off as a business owner to where it's like, hey, you know, you want to dial in on the content. You want to be good at what you're doing um, versus, you know, doing it all on your own and having it mumble jumbo type deal. So I love the way you said that, brother, because that's something I went through and I'm still, you know, learning um, sure. to where it's like, even if you do handle one thing or you think that you have this great vision of what it's going to be, it still has to be able to go through that process. And then you got to be flexible with it, you know, so you can't be too emotionally invested. Oh, this is what we're doing. Cause at the same time, like that can easily switch or the market can tell you, you know, Hey, that's not what we want. We actually right. want this type deal. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome brother. And, and we'll wrap it up here shortly. So I'll say to you here, um, what would you say to somebody right now who's working at Square One like we were? They're trying to build that dominant brand, create that culture that aligns them to that success in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because there's there's so many different things that you can do. Um, and uh, and one and the one great uh, one of the great podcasters from from way back in the beginning, um, John Lee Dumas, always talks about you know focus, right? Follow one course, you know, uh, follow one course until success, I believe is what the the saying is. Right. And it's just like, I think so many times people get that shiny object syndrome when they're getting started and they say, Oh, well, this is going to work and this is going to work and all, oh, let me try that. And this didn't work. Let me try that. And so many, so much of, so much of entrepreneurship is focus, but really I think the, the, the majority of it is just patience, right? It's just being patient to get the results and not giving up on strategies or tactics 
when you've tried it for a week or two weeks or a month or two months or three months or like, hey, you got to at least put in six months, honestly, six months or more into a specific strategy or tactic. And if you're not seeing results after that period of time, then one, you can start to look at, okay, well, how much of this activity have I done? Right. So uh, another, another great uh, uh, podcaster slash entrepreneur, uh, Alex Ramosi talks about like a lot of times we think we're doing enough or we think, Hey, you know, if we double our efforts, we're going to, you know, get the success we want. So he tells a story about like uh, when he was, uh, when he was a uh, still trying to start his gym, he's like, he was talking to this guy and the guy sent out mailers. And so um, the guy was like, Hey, you should try mailers. So he's like, okay, cool. So he sends out, I think he sends out like, I don't know, 300 mailers. And the guy comes back to him like a week later and he's like, Hey, like how many, uh, you know, how, how's it going with your campaigns? Or maybe it was like a month later. He's like, how's it going with those campaigns? He's like, Oh, bad. I, you know, I got one person that, that messaged me back uh, or basically told me that, that I dented their car and that they want to sue me. <laughs> And the guy's like, well, how, how large was your, your, your size or your test size? And the guy was like, and, and Alex was like, uh, yeah, I did like 300. And the guy's like, oh, I don't ever test anything for less than a thousand. And he's like, basically comes down to like, he sends out 50,000 uh, mailers every single month. And that's how he was seeing success. And here Alex thought that like, Hey, he sends out 300 flyers and he's gonna, you know, he's going to be rich. And so, you know, sometimes we have to remember that like, it might not just be, 2x effort, it might be 40x effort or 100x effort that we have to put in to see the results we want, right? And so many times we think that it's going to happen just because, hey, we're a good person and we have a good good product. But without having that brand, and again, this just comes down to kind of the grind at the beginning, but to actually build a brand, you have to consistently put out content. You have to consistently be uh, out there, right? You have to be obnoxiously out there about yourself, your brand. And so many times people try to create personas that are very hard to, you know, stick behind. Right. So it's like, instead of doing that, and again, we just kind of, kind of talk a little bit about, uh, authenticity, which, you know, I know authentic, be authentic. Authenticity is kind of a cliche these days for whatever reason, but it's true. I mean, at the end of the day, be who you are, because guess what? You're going to attract the people that like you for who you are. You're going to attract people that are similar to you, uh, that like the things that you like, and they're going to also repel the people that, that that don't like the things that you like. So I talk about my family a lot, right? And in my branding, I talk about, you know, the things that I like, my sports, things like that. And so it's like, you're going to attract the people that are, oh, this is a, a normal person. This is a cool guy. You know, he's got some good thoughts and, you know, it's just going to create an alignment. Uh, you kind of build that parasocial relationship with people online uh, by having a brand that's really authentically you, right? And so I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question or <laughs> if I went you down some rabbit holes, but- you killed it, brother. I love that. Your answer to it. And yeah, it definitely tells you uh, who you are as a person. Like for me, seeing that and being like, man, Luke does all these things. You know, he's always booked up. Um, I'm helping him, you know, getting them uh, guests that that resonate with his message. And it's like seeing that I'm like, all right, you know, Luke's so damn busy, but he makes time to be able to be there for his kids. You know, he makes time to be able to talk about his story and why he started his company and why he needs to be able to pull hours back and be able to maneuver and structure it the systems wise to where he can be with his family in those things. And I think you're hundred percent right on that because um, we definitely see that today. You know, there's so many people who paint the picture, they say that they're one thing, and then you could definitely tell, you know, who the entrepreneur is, or if it's the entrepreneur, you know, who's talking about that they measure in all areas of life, but they don't take care of their, their personal well-being, you know, and their fitness and 
making sure that their body's healthy, you know, and, and, uh, working through those things. Right. So right. that's something for me where it made me elevate. Cause it's like, I tore all the cartilage in my right knee. I was using that as something that prevented me from it, but then it came down to it. And it's like, Hey, it's still you at the end of the day. Like it's still you not putting the work in. It's still you right. not doing what you need to do. So now you, all you got to do is look in the mirror and make it happen. So love the way you said that there, brother, where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? They want to hear more from your podcast. Yeah, I mean, so uh, you can, I mean, find me on social media, facebook.com slash L Shankula, I believe. Um, that's kind of my main platform right now. Um, in terms of like my podcast, it's the Loans On Demand podcast. You can find it on, on all the, you know, uh, on, on all the websites or whatever, uh, Apple, Stitcher. Um, I don't know what other ones it's on there, but Loans On Demand podcast, uh, you know, typically I interview people that are, you know, entrepreneurs, but also obviously loan officers, people that have uh, a lot of success in this space, in the loan officer space. And what I love about it is you get to hear the stories of of people and the stories seem to be the same, right? I like to kind of start, I'm a sucker too, with the background and the story. I like to talk about the struggles, you know, what it looked like uh, getting, you know, starting to where you are today. And so many times, like people didn't start out winning, right? They started out grinding, uh, and a lot of times it was two, three, four, five years before they started to see success. And so I love to talk with people that have gone through that because like when you've, when you've faced those demons and you've, and you've won, man, it's such a sweet, sweet experience. Um, and a lot of times those challenges that you go through are the the biggest uh, blessings um, in growth. And I know I went way off topic on your question. So yeah, go find me on the loans on demand podcast. You can find me on Facebook. No, I get you 100%, brother. I love your podcast as well. And yeah, that's something people don't realize. I don't think they realize how uh, much goes into being a loan officer and how much work goes into it. Because it's one of those, you know, where you need to build that pipeline. So originally it's going to suck. And then slowly you build it. But even when you build that pipeline, you know, if you were to take a month off, it's still going to take time to be able to rebuild that pipeline of what you Mm would have had or, you know, to fill it back. Yeah, you can still have your appointments, you can have everything forecasted, but at the same time, you know, you're working on the borrowers and figuring out, you know, what they need. Uh, so sometimes it's like, yeah, you may not close that loan for this month. And then it's the next month that it goes to, that's something us in business where we're like, man, we got to close this deal. We got to do this or that, where it's, you know, that delayed gratification. All right, you know, uh, I know this could happen, but I got to be able to make sure it happens, take care of myself now and then prepare for the future. Right. So I love the way that you mentioned that, brother. We'll definitely have you on in the future. Thank you again for coming on, Luke. Yeah, thanks, Lettuce. Like tools, can't win at the same time. Sporting just sales and scaling your business with me and mine. When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving. There's always room for improvement. You got the juice, you gotta prove it. Don't talk about it, just